welcome to a new episode of Design Cafe, a podcast where we have mindful, candid conversations for designers in tech. This season, we're going to cover a lot of difficult but important topics like the challenges of career growth, toxicity at work, mental health and diversity, equity and inclusion. These are topics that maybe don't get talked about as often as we like, but they no less impact us all as designers. I'm your co-host Susan. And I'm your co-host Sandrine. If you like our podcast, please follow and rate us on your podcast platform. You can follow us on Twitter, where we are at Design Cafe, and LinkedIn, where we are Design Cafe. Our website is designcafe.com, which includes a link to our Buy Me A Coffee page as well, in case you want to buy us a coffee to help support our podcast. Welcome to episode 73, which in fact is our last episode of season four. We are going to take a bit of a break until end of the year, beginning of next year-ish. We both have some side projects that are taking up uh, taking up our time and also it, it will just be nice to, to take a break. So yeah, uh, in the meantime, you'll have a backlog of episodes to listen to. For episode 73, we are going to ask ourselves do we need product managers, which is incredibly loaded, I realized. <laughs> <laughs> and it can mean a million things. And I, I don't think we should, I, I don't think we need to go so many steps back and start thinking about, well, you know, what is a product and, and so on. Uh, I suppose the core question is, when you're working on a product, do you need a dedicated person in your team who is the product manager? Or can other people do product management as well without that being their title necessarily just to narrow down the, the scope scope of the conversation because this could go go many philosophical ways yeah i guess i suppose a good place to start sandrine is uh, what's your view on whether a team a cross-functional team or a kind of typical team that works on a product that typically has a designer at least one some engineers is a product manager a person with the title of product manager essential for that team do you think yes all right, we're done. We can wrap. I mean, as you say, it's a very loaded question. Uh, yes, I think the short answer, very, very short, snappy answer is yes. In my view, obviously, product managers are, are needed. It's just to reassure all of the product people, if there's any listening, <laughs> I just think they're not always essential, depending, obviously, on the context of the company you're working for. So. I've often seen very small startups where they will benefit a lot more from a founding designer and founding uh, designer than uh, a product manager because um, alongside the the founder or founders um, they, and the, the engineer and the designer, like basically between them, they can already make a lot of the product decisions to to get you know the startup into a good place, to have their first uh, MVP, their first product out. And really the product function really starts, I feel, being needed a bit later on in the journey, I feel. Obviously, sometimes the founder themselves have a product background as well. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's needed definitely at some stage. I mean, obviously product managers for me bring tremendous amount of value when you start having a lot of stakeholders to manage, you start having a lot more complexity in the system um, and you start having a big variety of customer problems to solve. And I think that's really when you have that extra pair of hand to help the team prioritize 
um, communicate, you know, also uh, be that first person to, you know, talk to to stakeholders that have more of a commercial um, mindset, I'd say, and the product manager obviously will bring back um, that expertise and that business perspective into the team. And I think they're really, really helpful for that. So, so yeah, so it really depends at what stage you are in. But overall, yes, they are. I think so. At least I've had a good experience with products. So I guess, yes. Uh, what about you? What do you think? Yeah, I've again, I think I've mentioned this a lot on the on the podcast. I've been spoiled working with amazing product managers. So I've almost always had a very positive experience working with product managers. As you say, I very much agree. Like when you're very, very early stage, and, and I've been in this early stage places often the designer does product management or product engineers like product focused engineers does product management you have other disciplines in in very small small uh, startups or early stage startups that can take on that role a lot of it also has to do with like you might not necessarily have that mature or robust a product yet either it's it's a bit it's more that you have other disciplines like designers and engineers uh, or operations people doing a lot of that product thinking that um, product managers do. So it's so I agree. Like it's um, it's more that when you reach a certain size and scale and robustness of the product, when you have a product to manage, it really really helps to have a product manager. I don't know if I don't I wouldn't go so far as to say that a team or a product just completely crumbles if you don't have a product manager at that stage. There was once upon a time products were made and there was no person with the with the title of product manager. Product managers didn't always exist. But I think products are better off and teams are better off now that we do have product managers. One thing I will say is I I sometimes observe <laughs> that product managers are added when there is no need for a product manager because there there is no product to manage yes that happens uh, which is yeah. a bit of a weird <laughs> weird situation and and so so you do sometimes kind of over index on product managers just because sometimes i feel like companies or teams think that oh of course we need a product manager because other tech companies have them um and then you end up with someone to, with the title of product manager but there's no product to manage often they'll do project management or they'll do facilitation or they'll do some sort of I don't know business analysis or you know um, but they have the title of product uh, management or product manager um, so, so you get that sort of weird scenario as well and I wonder I'm hypothesizing that sometimes some of the reason we for example as designers or other disciplines start questioning the role of product managers is when, is when we have these mismatched when we have instances of product managers being a role when they're not strictly needed or when someone with a title of product manager is doing a bunch of things which are not product management, basically. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, a huge, I don't know if I should call it a crisis, but I think there's a bit of a crisis in the product management <laughs> industry in the sense that they're just like a bit like in design where we don't know how to have a seat at the table. I think product management doesn't really know who they are. Um and I think you've kind of referred to that by the fact that some product managers actually are more project managers. And, you know, a, a, a really like good product manager will often be annoyed if you call them project managers and it's because they know that their role is very different. And um, 
And I think that goes back to actually what is product management and how do you define it? What are the core responsibilities of a product manager? And I think it's quite unclear to a lot of people. Uh, a product manager is not a product owner. They're not there to manage the Jira boards. They are not there to manage a backlog. I, like, I've heard silly things sometimes of people saying like um, that a product manager should be like entering the backlog is healthy or like, I don't know, like, you know, silly things where like it's just project management of, um, yeah, making sure that the the, the backlog is clean that uh, and all this. And it's, it's, it's not what product management is about. Like product management is, is a very strategic role. They're here to really like shape where a team is going in a particular problem space and they need to learn to influence and to leverage the expertise in their team. So they need to learn to, they need to collaborate heavily with their engineer design, you know, data research teams. They need to be able to figure out a vision as a team. It's not, they are the owner of the vision, but they, they don't make it on their own. And they, has, they have to kind of figure that out. And the product manager is the person carrying that vision to other teams, communicating about it, defending that vision, and also kind of um, strategize to achieve that vision as well. And they strategize with their team to figure out how to get there. And that's where they will have several tactics. And that's what usually is the roadmap with like all of the priorities that we have and being like, okay, we think that problem should be solved because if we solve that problem, it will help us achieve X, Y, Z. And that's what the role of the PM is. And I don't think a lot of product managers know that this is what they should be doing. And that's because they're project managers in disguise. Um, and sometimes they're not even working on the product, as you said. So, so yeah. But in good tech industries, this is what you expect of a PM. And um, yeah, I've just like you, I've been lucky to work with these kind of people. So, so yeah. I do feel that some designers haven't been so lucky though and, and I often hear hear from those designers um, a bit of frustration and disgruntlement towards product managers yeah what are some what are some of the challenges and tensions that arise when you have designers and, and product engineers for that matter um, working with product managers in a I don't want to say dysfunctional way. That's totally not what I mean. But where where you you often do face challenges between these disciplines. I mean, I think dysfunctional is is the right word. Like when people can't work together, it makes a dysfunctional team. So <laughs> I think it's the right. I think it reminds me a bit the the episode we had with uh, Leah Samrani actually uh, about product and design collaboration. Was it last season? Or yeah, it was last season. Yeah, it was. Yeah, she made a really interesting point around the fact that the tech industry kind of moved from back in the old days, you know, the engineers used to design the experience and they used to make a lot of calls around what should the interface look like, how should it react and that sort of thing. And then over time, we figured out that, okay, engineers are really great at tech, but they're less good at making products user-friendly and that sort of thing. And obviously the UX field started to appear and all this, but it took a little bit of time for product designers you know to be become a thing and in the meantime you've got the product owner product management um, industry that kind of came up as well and I think Leah was saying that uh, at the time the switch of who was owning the UX went from the engineering team to the product owner product manager and now actually the UX is very much owned by the product design team 
And I think sometimes what happens is that there are still there's still a clash a bit in philosophies as well. Like there are some product managers I think that still feel like they own the UX, the experience, the way it responds, the way the solution is uh, designed and that sort of thing, and really feel like they can be dictating almost um, the solution. And that's often where you get into places where designers can hand it features to solutions to work with, being like, okay, we need to put the button here, for example. And it's like, well, hold on, what problem are we trying to solve here? And, you know, that's where usually the product design process kicks in and usually you actually go back to a problem and then you figure out the solution from then on. But yeah, I think sometimes there's a lot of tension because actually responsibilities are not really clear. And I think sometimes there's kind of a weird overlap of who owns the UX and just in general, the product experience. Um, so yeah, and... Obviously here, I think it's just a question of like, um, well, first, you know, like what is the product philosophy in your company? It's also a question of culture, like who's who's in leadership and what kind of philosophy do they have as well? Because obviously whoever they will hire will kind of be aligned more or less to that philosophy. So I think that's a big one. Uh, but then also it's having a conversation about ways of working and kind of clarifying roles and just kind of, yeah just saying and agreeing as a team, okay, I'm responsible for X. This is like, we should be working from problems, not solutions and blah, blah, blah. We should be collaborating on the roadmap and all of this. Um, so I think, yeah, these are some of the tensions, at least from my experience, this is what I've seen them coming from. What about you? Yeah, I very much agree. And also I think that there is an inherent overlap earlier in the in the process as well, in the more of the problem space, not just the solution space. There's an inherent overlap in responsibilities that product managers have and kind of classical UX designers or product designers have of, of discovery, of defining the problem, prioritizing the problem, that sort of thing. And I think there's a sort of like misunderstanding or misaligned expectations around what that overlap is. That often leads to what you what you describe, where designers are handed solutions to build, or to or to design. I I do empathize and I do do understand the frustration a lot of designers feel when when you know back in a day or traditionally designers would do a lot of UX strategy and do a lot of discovery and prior and identifying problems and prioritizing them and we still should, but I think it's a matter of of communicating and collaborating closely with product managers around this shared overlap and shared responsibility rather than kind of <laughs> kind of arguing about who who does what uh which i often also see which yeah i completely understand that it's frustrating when when you're misaligned on you know who owns what and who owns discovery it it, it also reminds me of of tensions and challenges i've seen where um, for example, uh, where we have product managers doing discovery, where we have product managers doing user research and, and some user researchers or not even user researchers, I'm not sure, designers even, uh, would kind of be a bit protective over that, um, and be protective over who does user research and who does discovery. Like, oh, product managers can talk to users, for example, uh, I've actually heard from UX people. <laughs> 
because they're not because they're not trained in talking to to people. I don't know. Um, and so you know, oh, there's... I didn't realize it was taking a master's to, to talk to people. And it's I. Yes, I user research is a discipline in in and of itself, and and you know it's it's a field, but it's there's a continuum of discovery, and and product managers should be interfacing with users, I think, and, and not just product managers, engineers should be interfacing with with users. So it's it's sort of like, yeah, I I don't think there are clear hard lines between these responsibilities across product work, um, and I think collaboration and shared understanding and shared vision is is key in in this rather than being a very what's the word by binary <laughs> binary about it like oh this is my thing and this is your thing yeah i mean i i don't know for you but for me it's if my i always expect my pm to help me in user interviews um in most of my roles i haven't had the chance to have full-time research uh resources so often i lead my own research and I would expect my PM to be there at this as a note taker. If they can lead an interview as well, it's absolutely amazing that they should be helping figuring out what do we want to research, what do we want to discover. This is also linked to the problem space. And and the more knowledge they build of the problem space with me, the more that means we can be aligned over the findings and then what problems we think are worth prioritizing. So the more they're involved in that process with you, the more they see what you see. And the better, and then you can work as a team. Like I think it's, I think it's a bit stupid to separate it like that. I mean, it's not like, obviously, like I, I wouldn't want my PM to start designing things in Figma and expect to be that solution to be handed over to the devs, for example. But like that's an extreme, obviously. But I think when it comes to like those kind of discovery stages where, you know, anyone who can contribute to those things, the better. Like the more eyes we have on the research the better like it's to, it should be something embraced by the whole team I, I think sometimes the frustration is often for me when like what I've struggled the most with is when a product manager has been really creating sometimes senses of urgency that for me weren't there for example and kind of like stressing me out to go towards a solution that I felt I wasn't ready to go towards just because the thinking was not quite mature enough for example on the problem space or that sort of thing and I think sometimes that's the thing with products that is tricky is like how do you get them to slow down a bit on some parts of the process because by definition they're also here to um, you know hit targets and they're very much PMs tend to be actually responsible for product metrics. So they have a direct responsibility over this. Their performance often is judged based on the impact on metrics. So they will have obviously a very, very strong interest in launching things, seeing impact, you know, and kind of like onto the next thing. And sometimes, you know, it it you need to have a bit of a conversation with them to be like, okay, hold on. If we do want to have a good impact on this we need to put a bit more thinking into that problem space or this solution and it's not always easy uh, and that that has happened to me a few times yeah I that happens to me as well sometimes when I'm in very metrics and delivery driven uh, context a bit to what we talked about in the previous episode as well where I feel like hitting numbers hitting targets and shipping things takes precedence over quality of 
design and user experience. Um, and also just quality of maintenance or quality of, you know, I feel like sometimes things like maintaining a design system often gets deprioritized or or doing any discovery gets deprioritized. And yes, things take time, but it, we all have good intentions as designers. We want to deliver the best quality without also sort of without slow, slowing ourselves down. So it's about having those um, conversations and, and exp- being able to explain why it's worthwhile investing in design and maybe quote unquote slow, slow down delivery a little bit. One thing I do come across is a school of thought, I suppose, that some designers have that product managers aren't needed, that designers, in, any, in not just in early stage startups, but in any product context, designers can do product management. What what do you, do you say to those people? I, I mean, yeah, of course. All of us do a bit of product management, at least all of us who have a bit of product thinking and you should, if you work in a product team, develop your product instinct um, and your business knowledge. Yes, you could. And that's often why uh, people who are product manager used to be an engineering uh, person or a designer, or I don't know, like um, sometimes they work from, um, you know, data analyst and that sort of thing. Like it's quite rare to start your career as a product manager. You often get into that place. And I think it's pretty telling that you kind of learn to do product management after you've built kind of a bit of expertise over how product teams function, like, you know, how they expected to deliver, how they expected to deliver impact and value and, and so forth. So, so yeah, I think... Um, but it doesn't mean that having a dedicated person to take on that workload is not helping. I think there's a few companies, and we've talked about it in the previous episodes, like Airbnb and Apple, where they they don't have a product manage, management function per se. They, they have more of a product marketing function. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, that means that designers, like, I, I agree that product designers are best place to figure out which problems are worth solving and how to prioritize them. Yes, they can totally inform this, but I think then you have to spend a lot of time into uh, roadmap planning and, you know, justifying why you've prioritized this particular initiative and, you know, document that, go communicate about it, get buy-in from stakeholders. And then after all of that, you also have to go and design the experience and it's, it's it's quite a lot, um, especially there's lots of demands from uh, on the de- like from a design perspective. You might actually want to spend that time just start exploring um, the problem space and and how to best solve it, as opposed to go and chase stakeholders to figure out if you can even do it in the first place. Um, I also think that having a, a collaborator, like for me, like when I have a good relationship with my PM, I see them as a they're teammates like they are another pair of hands that um they're they're just another person that can bounce ideas with and get a reality check or kind of just discuss about you know where should we take this thing what should we do next and i don't know for me there's something really valuable about being able to have a conversation with someone else and you can combine more perspectives especially if you involve as well your engineer lead as well you can kind of have that trio perspective where you really discuss things and it's more than just you it's more than just your perspective and I think 
the solutions are stronger as a as a result of it and as a designer you can really be there to really represent the user and the experience and you know leave to the pm all of the things about the business i guess and the metrics and all this and you can really focus on the designy things and you know um so yeah i i although i don't really buy into it like don't get me wrong I, i can see why apple and all this benefit from that philosophy and it works for them and i would be interested you know potentially to to work in that way but i also don't have that craving of seeing product management disappear tomorrow (laughs) yeah i completely agree and i'm speaking from having done both roles simultaneously in, in 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 several contexts and um so I'm talking about me as a design product designer also doing product management and, and not having a product manager. I've, I've done that quite a few times. And I, well, first I want to say I enjoy it because there is a lot of overlap in the skills, like you say, and in product designers should have product sense and product thinking abilities. And I don't feel like, oh my God, this is a totally different discipline and, and I can't do it. And I understand why a lot of product designers eventually become product managers. But exactly like you say, it's it's a workload thing as well. So when I've been in those situations where I've been both the product designer and my title has been product designer, but I've been doing the product management, I like my capacity is finite. I don't, I can't you know, if I do product design and product management, I don't double my capacity. I still, I still have the same capacity. So the more time I spend doing product management, the less time I can focus on, on product design. That's just how logic works and, you know, resources and things work. Um, So there's that trade-off. So those times where I've had that hybrid role, still with the title of product designer, I've been doing less product design and I have to admit sometimes the design would suffer um, or UX would suffer or just maintenance and and um, doing user research very very thoroughly or focusing on content and you know all these other things that fall under product design they you know it's a trade-off as I said so there is that and yeah I also agree with you that it really helps to have a really good collaborator in a PM to bounce ideas with and also have that different perspective because when you put on the PM hat you for at least in my experience you are a lot more cross-disciplined um in a way so you you're not when I have my product design hat on I'm I'm very deeply focused on product design and UX and user research and content and all of these very specialized design disciplines. Whereas when I have a PM hat on, I'm, I have a much more bird's eye view of the business of, you know, metrics, finance, technical feasibility and design. Uh, and it's, it's just such a different lens and it's hard to switch between the kind of deep craft lens and the bird's eye view lens that you get as a PM. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. I think it's, uh, that's, I think, yeah, I think you, you summarized it well. Like product management is very much more big picture, I would say. I mean, although they do have to dive into details, like, you know, um, obviously on some levels, but yeah, it's uh, it's not the same. Like I was saying, product design will be very much focused in the, in the problem space, solving for that problem space, whilst like PMs will kind of be, yeah 
more kind of overseeing the delivery on that problem space, that solution, and then also looking forward as to what it's going to be doing next. How do we measure impact and success on what's being done right now and all of this? So, yeah. Um, I, I think we also underestimate how good it is to have someone to communicate externally to the team as well. Like, for me, I, I, I feel like obviously spending time talking to stakeholders can take a lot of time, can take a lot of energy and you know, like having one representative for the team to carry the team's vision, the team's initiatives, and also the knowledge of the, the team and the system as well, because a, a good PM would have extensive knowledge over what is feasible and, you know, how does the system currently works and, and all of that. It's also really helpful because it, it helps adding that layer of security sometimes for the team as well, of actually pushing back um, sometimes over... No, the team is not going to do that because it's not the right priority for the team because it doesn't align with our objectives or the problem we're trying to solve. Or, for example, it could be also that something is not technically feasible or will break the experience. Like, yeah. So sometimes it also adds that layer of protection because you have someone that can also say no. So, so yeah. Yeah. And this is incredibly just self-serving of me to say, but the part of product management or team leadership or squad leadership or whatever that stresses me out the most is a lot of that kind of stakeholder management or oh, I don't know. I, I feel like people are against the term stakeholder management these days. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, a totally different point. But that kind of um, uh, getting the right conversations happening across teams and all of that like that very difficult work that product managers tend to do uh, to align and to make sure we don't do duplicate work and to be the shit umbrella and uh, all of that stuff uh, I love it when I have a product manager to take on a lot of that work because I personally that just it just adds so much to my workload um and, and I suppose that it, it comes down to a lot of that as well. Like when you have a product manager on your team, designers can focus and engineers can focus and you don't constantly context switch. I think this, this context switching thing that a lot of product managers inherently have to do is such a superpower that role has. And I think we sometimes underestimate how costly it is to constantly have to context switch. And how important it is to kind of have someone, either a product manager or someone someone else in a team who does the product management to kind of protect that focus and protect the priorities. So we don't constantly flip-flop between priorities or flip-flop with meetings where we have to say no and uh, juggle demands from other stakeholders and requests and all of this stuff um, that becomes a distraction. I don't know what my point is. I think I think my point is either by accident or design the product manager often is that protection of the team's focus and I really really appreciate that <laughs> yeah I, I agree I think as you said context switching is a massive uh, deep focus killer it's uh, I mean sometimes you have it as a designer when you have several initiatives and problem spaces to solve for and it's yeah it's very demanding uh, and that happens. So yeah big plus on that. I, I feel like uh, another reason why I feel like at the end of the day we we still need product managers is that I 
I don't trust a lot of designers to actually do product thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I I still feel like a lot of designers out there still haven't built their product thinking and their business knowledge and their ability to pitch for things and why they should be prioritized and actually be intentional into what they design because I have seen too many times um, designers not really knowing or not not really being able to explain like why this is worth solving for and why should why should the business involve in uh, invest in this right now like why is this the right thing for the team to do what's the long-term vision like where is this thing going okay cool you're doing this short term but then long term where does that go and that kind of having that reflection as to why you're prioritizing those particular problems and then solutions and yes good product well-rounded product designers can do that but I feel like there are still some designers you just don't. And that goes back to our episode of UX, UI versus product <laughs> design. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's almost a bit controversial to say because I'm throwing fellow designers under the bus. But some of the designers I've uh, encountered who, who firmly believe they don't need product managers and they can do product management... I also like you feel like they haven't developed that product sense and they are prioritizing or focusing in their quote unquote product management capacity. They're they're focusing on things that, well, I personally don't think they should focus on, um, which aren't, you know, it's not leading, it's not outcome focused uh, work. It's, um, and it depends a lot on the, on the background of that designer, of course, but um, it would be things like spending too much time on UI or spending too much time on user research or spend, you know, it's, I, I think it goes back to that healthy tension between product managers and designers and, and also having product thinking as a mature developed skill, regardless of whether you're a product manager or product designer. Um, and I wonder, I'm just wildly speculating. <laughs> I'm wildly speculating. I wonder if some of the resistance in these designers to having product managers is that product managers sometimes prevent designers from indulging in mm -hmm. design stuff uh, that they really want to indulge in. And don't get me wrong, like I, I want to indulge in design stuff as well. That's why I'm a designer. I love design. <laughs> but sometimes that's not the best thing for the product or the team to indulge like that. I don't know if indulge is the right word, but. No, no, I, I agree. I think um, we do overindulge and I'm the first one guilty of this. Um, I, I could spend more time going on tangents on discovery and be like, but we could explore this problem and this problem and this problem. <laughs> and, and that's, I enjoy doing that. But um, for me, a PMO is, like when I, I have a good PM and I have a good collaboration with them, they help me converge because I'm a very big diverger. So it will really, really help me to, yeah, just converge and kind of be like, okay, let's laser focus on this. And just the same way we've actually agreed on a problem, they will also help me, um, you know, once I come back with a plet plethora of solutions, they'll be like, okay, let's let's try this one. We think that's going to have the chance at the highest impact. And then when it comes to the polishing the feature and the solution, then it's also reducing the scope. Like, you know, my PM will be uh, often 
uh, ruthless in terms of we're not going to do this that's not going to be in scope and we're going to remove this as well and that's going to take too long to develop so we're going to remove this and yeah i think sometimes it's um it's frustrating because sometimes you put a lot of thoughts and you really think those added things into the feature or the solution are going to really make a big difference and sometimes they might do and you should have a conversation but again it's back to the healthy healthy tension as you said of like having a discussion and being able to actually always justify why you've put something in there and i think if you're on your own making all those like making all those decisions you're just gonna you're just gonna do what you want to do but it's not granted that it's going to be the best thing so yeah sandrine and i are obviously preaching to the preaching to the choir that is each other here and that we both both agree we need product managers although it's you know of course there are lots of nuance to it and it depends on the stage uh but we're both big fans of working with great product managers um given the size of the team they have they have to be great though yeah sorry <laughs> yeah yeah that they, they they do have to be great um not just any random person with the title <laughs> of product manager uh, and we and we also agree that designers can have do product management as well and have product thinking. Just to be clear on that. Um, last episode of season four. So just to recap, we've um, we've tried to talk about some wider, more difficult topics this season. Uh, should we do a little mini reflection on what that's been like? How do you feel about this season? I was. A bit scared when we um, embarked on that journey for season four because we had planned some really heavy topics and looking at the boards of episodes list that we have we still have a few topics that we haven't really covered that were pretty pretty intense Uh, but I think we've I think we've touched on quite a lot of um, interesting topics to that we never really talk about and often you and I would cut those parts in the episodes in previous seasons actually uh, when we felt like we were maybe touching a bit too much on those topics um, just be- because it felt a bit icky to talk about it or again you know it's the taboo I guess of talking about I don't know toxic workplaces and stuff like that you know it's not it's not the kind of topic that you can open lightly <laughs> so um, so it was good I think to yeah to just dedicate some time and maybe just talk about how we cope with it and i really hope it's been helpful for people who have listened to this episode i hope you were able to identify with what we went through at times and how we maybe find a few solutions to make things a little bit better um that was the really the whole point of touching on those topics so i hope it was helpful how did you feel about the season yourself I feel good. I feel like I I feel like we challenged ourselves. I feel like we had definitely more candid conversations and they were more like conversations because we didn't talk about just theoretical or practical design focused topics. Um so that's been really nice. I think for me there were there were several times where I started sort of doubting myself or not myself but doubting is I mean our podcast is for designers it's about design are we are we veering too far off because we're not talking about design um, and I started to worry a bit that you know that we were just talking about generic things but I actually as designers working in our industry 
we're not designing in a vacuum of just, you know, Figma and uh, Miro and user research and this stuff. We're all surrounded in the contexts of having to negotiate salaries, having to, to deal with difficult co-workers, having to deal with sometimes toxic environments, having to deal with discrimination, uh, having mental health, having physical health, having, you know, just being human at work, all this stuff that we talked about. That's part of being a designer as well. And I think it's quite important that we spent a whole season reflecting on that and looking a bit around us in a wider context of being designers. So, yeah, I, at the end of it, I don't think we veered off, like, off the designer topic. We just talked more around the state of being a designer. So quite, quite happy with that. Yeah, it's it's funny because I had the same uh, worry at some point where I was like, oh, like we are called Design Cafe. We should be talking a lot more <laughs> about design. And it felt like compared to the last season where we really went in depth into, I don't know, like discovery or, uh, you know, insights and, you know, how to do research or, you know, I don't know, like it felt like we were so much more thorough in terms of how we would talk about the design process and, you know, actual skill sets like more hard skills type of things yeah i felt like we covered a lot more yeah i felt like sometimes it was more about being a human as opposed to sometimes just yeah being a designer but as you said you can't take the human out of the designer so it's very much combined and i think sometimes um you know as a design function we're not always very well represented in companies because you know design leadership is still very much figure figuring itself out not every single designer has the chance to have design leadership in their company and sometimes they are very much left to their own device and don't have a lot of you know support um and i think sometimes it feels a bit lonely and that's when those issues if you have if you face those issues at work they can impact you maybe sometimes even more so so yeah, I think it was good to talk about it. Thanks for following along in season four. Like we said, we're going to take a bit of a break until the end of the year-ish. Um, we're going to have a think about what we want to do for the next season. But uh, in the meantime, if there's any feedback or any suggestions for what you want to hear us talk more about in season five, we welcome that. We are on the, the platform formerly known as Twitter, uh, as uh, at as Design Cafe. Uh, last time I checked, you could still message us there. Otherwise, we have our LinkedIn, where we are Design Cafe. You can reach out to us there as well. Uh, thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll see you next season. Bye.